0: Hey guys, I just want to preemptively apologize for the audio quality of our guest on this episode. Uh, we promise we'll do better, but please stick with it. We had a really great conversation and we hope you enjoy it.
1: Welcome to the Racism's Podcast. We're your hosts, Jaslyn and Lisa. We decided that this world
0: could use more cross-cultural conversations that seek healing over division, understanding over ignorance, and a better world and a better overall. World.
1: Welcome back to the Racisms Podcast, where we have cross-cultural conversations to make this world a better place. I'm Lisa, co-host of the podcast with Jaslyn. Hey guys. Today's topic is about educating yourself. When someone says you need to educate yourself, what does that mean and how do you do it? To join in this discussion, we have a very special guest today, Serena Martinez. Serena, please introduce yourself. Tell us how you prefer to be identified, racially or ethnically, and why you're excited to have this conversation with us.
2: Hello, my name is Serena Martinez. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. This is a really deep question for me, actually, as simple as it is. Um, I don't think it was until recently that I had a dialogue with myself on how I prefer to be identified. Um, Hmm. When people see me, they see my brown, brown eyes. And my black, long, curly hair and my brown skin and, you know, or when I am asked my ethnicity, I have always responded with Mexican-American. I just feel like I wasn't good enough for my Mexican culture because I am not fluent in Spanish. I'm just trying to really come with the understanding of myself that it's okay to be Mexican and American, and be proud of both of those cultures together. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Serena. Uh, I actually met Serena in Spanish class <laughs> at our job, and then um, I asked Lisa <laughs> in a previous episode, like, yeah, how important, like, knowing the languages to connect to your culture, and and it's interesting to hear you say that, you know, you know, Spanish is is an important part of kind of identifying for you so can you tell us about your upbringing like where you grew up and and who raised you
2: yeah my upbringing was not your typical I I have two sets of parents so I have my American stepdad and he's been in my life since I was three years old um hence why I don't speak Spanish fluently um and has always been there me so like my mom and my stepdad uh were my parents and my you know parental roles for myself um I have two sisters and my older sister is Mexican-American as well so we both you know look with the same curly hair and black long hair black eyes um and my younger sister she's blue eyes she's uh you know, Caucasian You would never think she has Mexican in her But she does So I get to, you know Have both both of my Mexican and American And my sisters When you look at them
1: Yeah, when you were saying about the um, the language thing it's, it's really interesting I mean, I grew up speaking Mandarin Because uh, my parents That was their, you know They were more comfortable in that language um, And now that my You know, now that I have kids And we don't speak uh, Mandarin at home. Like my husband, and I don't speak Mandarin at home. So you know, when they were younger, I mean, I, you know, they're not that old. But when they like a year ago, I would ask them, like, you know, I would tell them that they're Chinese, and they would they would scoff. They're like, "We're not Chinese. We speak English." You know. And so, I understand what you're saying there. We're like, well, you don't have that language. It's kind of like a like a separate thing. But I think with more time, my kids are getting. An understanding that you don't have necessarily just have to have the language in order to connect with the culture, so hopefully, you know, I keep we can we can both keep instilling that in our kids too,
2: yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, our languages, uh, you know, we can look be looked bad upon if if we don't speak it and if our children don't speak it right from our own, from our own cultures, and uh, I think that it's important to know that we don't have to just have the language. Like I love the music. I love dancing to it. Um, I love all the food. Everyone knows my favorite thing is tacos. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things that I do um, accept in my home and my children understand that, um, you know, just having that in our homes, like our food and our and our music, like we can incorporate, incorporate those things. But also Jasmine just spoke about like we met in Spanish class at work up uh, like three years ago or something like that, and that was a moment for me where I was really just wanting to be able to communicate with my in-laws comfortably, and that was something that was really important to me and now I can have small conversations, but um, the wonderful thing is is that I can un- I can understand so much more than what I've ever been able to in my past so I think that's important.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great. So you mentioned that you have one older sister who uh, outwardly looks more Mexican American than you, than your younger sister. So have the three of you like kind of dived into your experiences, like being in different bodies, but all having like the same
2: upbringing. Um, I don't, I don't know that we. Like, my sister, my younger sister, the one that is the pale, light-skinned one, she she um, loves saying that she's Mexican-American because she really has, like, this beautiful curly hair like we do. And, um, uh, you know, same thing. She loves the food, the culture, the homemade tortillas, like, all of those things. Um, but we haven't really had, like, a discussion about, like, incorporating the culture I think it's just like what we grew up with so it's what we you know what we know
0: so this conversation is kind of focused on educating yourself and Serena is in our social justice club (laughs) as well that we formed at work to to discuss you know the issues of the day and and just have an open kind of an open forum for us to talk about things Um, and Serena has said, you know, more than a few times that people just need to educate themselves and she's been educating herself as well. So I wanted to dive more into that with you. And, um, so Serena, what does educating yourself mean to you in the context of, you know, social justice and, and learning about the racial history of America?
2: Yeah, this one is so important to me, um, I just want to be really clear about this to our listeners today. You do not have to be an expert on social justice. I feel that educating ourselves can change your life, and then it also helps with forming your opinions and allows for critical thinking and like having the ability to have a debate, but not in a context of, you know, being belligerent or rude. There are things that you have to really, like, learn or unlearn and then form, you know, opinions and have the ability to have that dialogue with yourself. And then you can start having these conversations with other people. So I think most the most important thing is knowing that you don't have to be an expert on all of these issues.
0: Wow, yeah. Yeah, that is important because people think, you know, Maybe they don't have the background to really um, discuss these issues or, you know, they don't have the education. But, I mean, you know, we can't all sit on the sidelines. We have to all engage in some way. Uh, so what made you realize that you needed to educate yourself?
2: Um, what made me realize I needed to educate myself is basically what you just said, sitting on the sidelines. Um I wanted to educate myself on racism um, because I I didn't feel like I was good enough to stand up for people. So it was sitting on the sidelines because I felt like I wasn't good enough to stand up for other people. And that is a problem that so many of us um, allow ourselves to just sit on the sidelines because they don't know if they're strong enough to even have these conversations with other people. I think that being complacent of racist practices and comments and actions is something that we can't allow ourselves to do anymore.
1: So was there any uh, specific thing that happened, um, which prompted you to, you know, start this process for yourself
2: or was it kind of like this slow burning? Yeah, I, th- I think it was a slow, like a, it's like a slow boil and then the explosion, Right. I just couldn't stand um, allowing certain people to say inappropriate or racist comments anymore. Um, Even though I'm not an expert, I just felt like I needed to stand up and show others that it's okay to stand up too.
1: Yeah, I love how you feel that um, educating yourself empowers you to have conversations I feel like the more that I've read recently um, has empowered me to have conversations because I'm definitely not an expert. I love that you said you don't have to be an expert to speak up, but it allows me to kind of draw on other people's, you know, writings and research and say like, the statistics are there. The proof is there. It's not just like me making it up and I feel more empowered to like enter these conversations with the knowledge that I have some, you know, basis for entering into conversations. So my question to you is, you know, is there any specific ex- example that you can give us where you felt more empowered to speak up because of, your, of uh, all the education you've, you know, given yourself or is there like certain media or, or books that you've read that, you know, really can give our, give our listeners, you know, the, the fuel, the fire to kind of do this for themselves?
2: Yes. So, you know, the first thing is um, there are opportunities everywhere. And I think um, trying to educate myself and seeing that there are groups on your social media, that there are other people that want to educate themselves as well. Um, getting in those communities is really important. Um, you know, there's social justice groups that work at a lot of organizations all the nation um, and being able to discuss and learn what's happening in our current um, social justices and inequalities, and you know, police um, brutality all of these things. There are so many opportunities for us to really take a part in some of these things. So it doesn't have to be that, right? Because everybody has their own journey, but. Reading books is really important. Um, the current one that I'm reading right now is How to Be an Anti-Racist by Abram Kendi. Um, and I am in a weekly book club with um, social media people from California to the East Coast. Um, and hearing people from all over the country, like people in Georgia, people in California and uh, North, you know, it's important to understand that people care all across the nation and so that is empowering that it's not just you that cares there are other people that are like minded that want change and that want to be you know educated so that they can feel empowered to have these discussions and and um, you know once you start learning and educating yourself you can then educate those around you and your children your loved ones your family members like it just it's like a domino effect you know
0: mm-hmm. so yeah you talked about kind of spreading the education out to your family and and your friends so when you kind of started or or even now uh were your family and friends supported of, supportive of your your self-education and and did you try to bring family and friends along on your journey with you or are you just kind of updating them on, on what you're reading?
2: Yeah. Um, my immediate family and my home, um, everyone is super supportive of, you know, when once George Floyd, that's probably a huge monumental, um, rage of movement, right? People that really care want action to be done uh, against police brutality, but for children, 11, 13, younger, even um, are seeing that they can take a part in showing their voices. And so um, we had a protest here in Frederick County. And, um, you know, I asked my children if they didn't want to go, that they didn't have to go. And they were very adamant about making sure that they had their signs, being there enchanting Black Lives Matter. It was such a beautiful, sorry, it was a very beautiful moment for me to see my children use their voices. So, you know, what we do in our daily lives impacts our children. And I just hope that they use their voices when they become older, you know, like almost 40 and I'm just now being more comfortable and confident in myself to speak up for those that need to be, you know, spoken for. And children are learning at a very young age that it's okay to stand up for other people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's wonderful that, you know, you are being an example to your kids. You're showing them that they can use your voice. Cause I think that while we tell our kids they should speak up for others, you know, in terms of like bullying in school and bullying online, like we've never explicitly said, I mean, for me anyway, I've never explicitly said my, to my children, you can like stand up for, you know, people of your race, people of other people, people of other races. Um, and so I think this is, I mean, at least for me, like a turning point in the way I teach my kids about, you know, equality and justice in the world um so it's really great that you know it's not too late right like even though we're we're even though we're 40 it's not too late yeah definitely
2: it's not too late anyone can start at any point in their lives right and it's important that um that we use our voices no matter what to really make it a normalized thing for us to stand up
0: butt up against uh views that you've held for a long time like uh possibly problematic views that you had growing up or that your family had growing up did your education kind of uh kind of contradict that and and then your views have changed on
2: anything some problematic views growing up i would have to say that i used to hear a lot of racist remarks towards latinos and Um, Since I was so young, I didn't really know how to stand up during those comments at my young age. Um, And it was like a normal occurrence for me to hear those things. I think that kind of hindered me as in regards to like standing up for my own people um, and allowing that. So, you know, I do think that there were problematic views that were around my growing up. And like educating myself, I think in general has been an eye opener for me to just gain confidence in myself and to be able to speak up. Mm -hmm.
1: When you said um, growing up, there was racist comments made against Latinos, were were those like, was it a certain side of your family or was it even the your their mexican side of your family
2: no actually it was my american side Mm. yeah so i had to like i I heard like you know comments on a regular basis about um about latinos and so like there were racist remarks but at the time i didn't really know Mm -hmm. that they were racist remarks right
1: yeah i think it's uh I think these comments can be couched in, you know, things like crime or drugs or jobs, but like, yeah, they are definitely pointed toward a certain race for sure. Yeah. I know you've talked a lot about how you want people to educate themselves because social media will distort things. Um, so can you talk a little more about that?
2: Yes. Um, that's a great Point, I ran into some issues with social media, which I think a lot of us have, um, trying to stand up against people that make racist comments or that they post something that's inappropriate. And so, you know, it's really important for us all to remember that everything that we see is not real. You know, there is propaganda, media is really. Um, engaging in the um, debates that we're having. They're controlling what we see. And so we always have to remember that we have to check our sources, sure that they're credible sources, and ask those questions to yourself. Is this something real? Like whenever I see something and sometimes I can't believe what I'm reading, I'm like, this can't be real. And then I'll Go, so, you know, check it out. Um, basically do your own investigation on the articles that you're reading because you really have to be aware that um, some of these sources that you even think are credible are using other sources that are not credible. That's really important because um, in other parts of the United States, um, you know, what what media is being promoted promoted to them is different than what's being promoted to us in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. So it's important to really look at those sources. What are they? What are they promoting? Um, And are they credible?
1: Yeah, that's a really good point that, you know, if we don't control what we see, then, you know, those social media algorithms just show you kind of what you maybe want to see. And then you just become more and more insular, you're thinking, right? You don't expand it beyond what you've been comfortable reading. Yeah, yeah.
0: Speaking of social media, um, have you recently, um, we're connected on social media now, so (laughs) I see you, I see your posts. Um, So have you clashed with any of your social media, family or friends? on, you know, social justice issues uh, where they may may have problematic views since uh, you started speaking out more?
2: Yes, I will keep clashing and I have clashed with family members and friends. Um, You know, I have learned to not always interact with some people because uh, their views are, are, are their views and they're not going to change them. So as in regards to family members, you know, um, I've had to say it numerous times, we should not generalize an entire race just off of the actions of one person. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that are racist will only look at one race and see everything that they're doing wrong, but not look at their own race. And so I am um, very comfortable with making them uncomfortable so that they can realize that their racist comments are unacceptable.
1: Hmm. And do you think that any of your um, friends or family, do you think any of them have changed I mean, sometimes change can take a long time, but have you seen any like imp- like you know, there's a light, there's an
2: improvement? You know, I, I think that there are certain people um, that can't change because of their surroundings, right? Like some mm-hmm. people that are inf- influential in your life, um, you're more, more likely to change your views, right? But if you have people that are influencing you in a negative way and you don't even realize it, you're going to stay that same way. And so I have seen some heart change a little bit in a couple of family members. Um, and I think it's important that I do call people out because they don't realize that they are um, making inappropriate comments or um, posting inappropriate things. And I've even Mm -hmm. had to um, stop following or unfriend family and friends because I realized that I can't change everybody and I don't want to change everyone. I just want us all to be on a different level of what we accept and we don't accept.
0: Yeah, that sounds like it could be hard, especially if it's a family member and, you know, they just you just can't get through to them. Like, how do you, how do you reconcile that?
2: Yeah. How do you negate, how do you navigate through, through that? That's not something that's taught. And, you know, even in our own families, we have communication issues, but then when you have something so important and so monumental, um, working through those things, is even more of a problem because communicating can be an issue when you're families, right? We have that issue also.
1: Yes. it's an, And also, you know, I think we, for our own like sanity, our own mental health, like we can't like fight everyone on the internet. Um, but at the same time, I'm also like conflicted with, you know, should I keep engaging with someone because maybe nobody else will. Um, but I guess I'm trying to like take a wider view of it. And if like, if things aren't changing, it's okay for me to step back because, you know, God willing, someone else will come into that person's life and maybe make a little change and then the next person and, and then the next person. So it's like, we don't have to feel like we're the only ones, right? Like we have to speak up, but also we're not the only ones hopefully speaking up in that person's life. Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, something you said um, one time can can be made more clear, you know, years later. I recently had a former coworker call me after um, the protests started happening. Um, she's Asian, and she called me, and she's like, oh, how are you doing? You know, we, you know small talk, and then she was like, remember when you were telling me about racism and how it's still here and, and all that? I was like, uh, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. It was like five years ago, but... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, with this, this protest, I see what you're talking about. I was like, well, I'm glad you finally see it. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, you never know what, what you say, can how the, it can f- affect someone like down the yeah, road. Yeah,
1: It's great to hear. That's awesome that someone, you know, had a change of heart because of something you said. That's, that's awesome. So Serena,
0: what do you think comes after you've educated yourself or after you've begun educating yourself um you know having knowledge is great but you know
2: how do you put it into practice yeah um i think that you know educating ourselves should never stop on these issues right because there's so much to learn in this world and um especially on our social social justice inequality racism policies and issues that we have and that have been for such a long time, I think that we really have to unlearn what we've learned and question what we've learned, pass and relearn um, and be open to relearning. I think it's important for us to just show up, stand and speak up, you know, for what you're passionate about. Um, Everyone has the ability to be a voice where they stand. And um, I think racism, racism is not a political matter. It is imperative, you know, that we set our morals and our values to a higher standard and not allow racism to to even exist in our homes. And so that's like the first part of like when you're educating yourself, being open to all of these things. I think further, uh, definitely protesting. And in protesting, you don't have to, in the midst of a pandemic, you do not have to physically show up. Now, I did risk myself. And, you know, I think it was a very important time because in the midst of a pandemic, people, Black lives are being, you know, murdered and broadcasted um, in a pandemic. So for us to be there and to show up was really important for me um but you can also protest online you can show you know that you're learning or that you're educating yourself or that um you know protesting doesn't just have to be physical you can use your social media platforms and you can also silently be learning too you know Um, and then there's also, you can volunteer your time. Um, that's really impactful. And then you can also donate to impactful organizations. I think that's my next route is going to be volunteering my time and donating to impactful organizations.
1: Yeah. I think that oftentimes maybe people feel like the, issues are so big that they can't do anything. But I think the things that you listed are all things that are, you know, tangible things that we can do. And, you know, I think it's great when people remind others just like you did, like, we don't all have to do this the same way because we're all, you know, given different strengths, you know, our personalities are all different. So we can all do it in an impactful way, but just do it differently. So I, I love that you gave all those different examples.
0: Education. How much? How much you seeing the the uh, the ball dropping that is public education, and you know how we how the U.S. educates the young people about its history or its you know the history it wants it wants to tell, and how are you making sure your children grow up with with the correct version of, of history.
2: Yeah. Um, my children are a huge reason why I want to educate myself and we all have hearts to help others. So this is something that I hold close to my heart. Um, I think that they see, um, you know, my, my earning to like really, educate myself on all of these problematic issues that we have and they are learning through me and we are having conversations, um, on a regular basis about the current events that are occurring and happening, um, around us. And I think that, um, I'm thankful that we have such a diverse group of friends because my children don't only have one race as friends. I, I'm so thankful that we have our arms open out to all of the people that are in our lives um, because we get to experience different cultures and um, different music and different foods. And um, I think that's really important to allow ourselves to include everyone that we see, no matter if they're different than us. You know, that's really important for them to see that. We can include all races. So if
1: you don't um, if you don't mind, can you tell us um, the ages of your kids or what grades they're in?
2: Yeah, my my daughter is 11 and she is sixth grade and my son is 13 and he is in eighth grade. Mm,
1: Yeah, because that's kind of like the time where they, you know, they're not just learning like the basics of like, you know addition or spelling, like they're really kind of getting into like history and social studies. I mean, that's what I remember about my education. Um, so have you have they shared with you like kind of like what's in their textbooks or what's in their curriculum?
2: You know, right now with the virtual world, um, my daughters just learning this whole middle school life. So my son is, has been talking to me about what he's learning Um, And so I'm curious, actually, since it's the beginning of the curriculum, uh, I haven't looked at what is coming. So I'm going to do that so I can see what is being taught, because my son and I have had a conversation about, you know, everything that is taught, so many other things that really should be taught in our curriculum. And, um, you know, I think it's important that we we understand that just because the curriculum is in front of us doesn't mean that it's everything that your children should learn, right? We have to like open up, open up um, ourselves to accepting other further education on other, other races that have occurred in our past without, you know, like these textbook little boxes of you know, checking the boxes of items that they really want every American student to learn, but they're hiding other issues and so I think it's important that we do take a look at the curriculum, but also um, educate them further on things that they really do need to learn. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I have a kind of a feeling that a lot of the students are gonna speak up for themselves. Um, certainly uh, I've listened in on um, two Montgomery County Board of Education um, sessions and students, you know, they, they gathered themselves to sign petitions to demand that the school board add in more Black history that isn't just, um, you know, the month of February or, you know, just Martin Luther King. So I think the students themselves are organizing and demanding more, and I think that's also really just inspiring because certainly when I was a kid, I didn't think I had any say in my education.
2: Yeah, how amazing is that? Our our younger generations are going to be our change. I wholeheartedly believe that um, the protest that we did go to in um, right after the murder of George Floyd, um, it was actually organized by youth. And that was really important to me because there were a lot of other protests to join during that time. And I really wanted to support the youth that were organized, uh, organizing this because the youngest one was 16 years old. Um, and that is really impactful for my children to see that even their young voices can really make an impact. And how, how admiring that the, these young kids um, go to these board of education and request that they learn more, you know, than just February and Martin Luther King. That's really plausible. And they should be so proud that they're using their voice.
1: Serena, I love your kind of like your motto, you know, you're always like saying it, like educate yourself, educate yourself. And I remember one time um, I said something where like I recounted an experience where I didn't speak up and I felt really bad about it. And you like talked a lot about like self-care and like kind of re-energizing ourselves. So can you like say a little bit more about that? Like what happens when you feel overwhelmed? Um, You know, how do you kind of like re like self-care can you talk a little about self-care during this time
2: yes self-care I feel that educating yourself part of educating yourself on a every year basis self-healing and mental wellness is extremely important Um, I'm a huge advocate for making sure that everyone that I know knows that that's something that I really want to leave my legacy behind is self-care. Um, because it's so important that we take care of ourselves and, you know, in our, in the midst of our pandemic and all of these social issues, social justice issues, um, it can be really hard to take care of yourself, right? It is very exhausting. Um, Even just being social sometimes because we're in the pandemic. And then we're constantly being um, thrown with all of these articles and all this news, and it's just very heavy. And so um, self care is really, really important. And what I do for self care is I go on a walk every single day, and it's a quick mile walk. but that really helps me like get out of my space. Um, I think exercising is really important. Also, exercising does not have to be, you know, where you feel like you're dying every time. <laughs> uh, it can just be, you know, going on that brisk walk or uh, yoga and, you know, meditation, like self-care can be so many things. It doesn't have to be. It could just be drinking a cup of coffee outside on your deck. It doesn't have to be elaborate. Um, And recently I have been feeling very heavy because of all of these issues. And um, something that I practice on a regular basis is called grounding. And sometimes just, you know, talking to yourself and saying, um, I am at my home and I am safe and I have food and I have access to water and you have, you have all of these very small but important things around you. You have love around you um, that you can really remind yourself that you have all of these things that your feet are planted on the ground and that you're alive, and that you're well. And saying these things is really important. And Just sometimes closing your eyes and counting out loud to 10 can do so much for your mental wellness. Um, And I think sometimes we don't remember that, you know, like we feel like we have to be super women or, um, you know, we have to have such a heavy weight on our shoulders all the time. And really, we need to focus on our mental wellness and taking care of ourselves. Um, And sometimes that means not being on social media. And that, you know, it's important that we all hear what our thoughts are and be mindful of our mindset. I think it's really important.
1: Yeah, lots of words of wisdom, Serena. Thank you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
0: So, do you have a plan for self-education or is it you know, uh kind of learn as you go?
2: You know, I have a list of books that I'm I'm planning on reading and I think just there is like oh, I have all these things, but I'm also making sure I'm reading a lot of articles because the books are there, but you also have to remember that there are all of these issues that are occurring on a daily weekly basis so it's like you know make sure you're make sure you're reading but also reading a book but also making sure that you're aware of the current events also you know So I'm going with the flow but I'm also have I also have a plan oh I am going to um, there's a book by Ibram. Uh, Zendi also got stamped, um, and talking to my group last week about it, my How to Be an Anti Racist group, and one of our participants suggested that I do a book club with my children on because it's basically for young young adults, right? So I'm going to do that with the audio so that we can just listen to it and talk about it because. I think it's important that while I'm getting educated, that my children are also being educated on it. So, um, plans. And I'll le- definitely let you guys know how that goes. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: When you just said that, that brought back my own childhood, and and you know, I don't think that our parents maybe taught us not to talk about racism, but just them not doing it kind of was an example, right? So we're trying to be good example, better examples for our own children and our and our friends. That it like like Jaslyn, you know, challenged me um, when we started this podcast. Is just have those conversations, make it part of your everyday because serious things are happening, and if we don't talk about them, those things like nothing's going to change. So, Jaslyn, I'm curious if you have any education tips or self self-care tips for people like, like the ones that, uh, Serena gave?
0: I think Serena gave very nice tips, especially with the self-care and the, and the grounding yourself. Um, yeah, for self-care, I definitely, uh, do gratitude, you know, say my gratitudes for the simple things. I do pray, you know, I just try to Remember things that I can be, that I'm thankful for, you know, for breath, (laughs) you know, movement in my limbs, you know, in my right mind, all these things that, you know, there's so many things going on in the world where it could just, it can definitely overwhelm you. Um, But we have to remember that in order to be effective in anything, we have to be healthy, healthy you know in our bodies and in our minds so definitely take that time to just be aware and be thankful for where you are and and seek ways to to make a difference like i pray that i can um help someone every day at least one person um in whatever way that that opportunity presents itself so you know you know, everyone can't change the world <laughs> in one day with a speech or with, you know, by writing a law. But we can help one person,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, achieve their goals. So, yeah. And as far as educating yourself. Yeah, as far as educating yourself, you know, I have a I have a Goodreads account where, you know, the list of books I want to read keeps growing and <laughs> not getting any shorter. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if, if there's a... Um, Maybe a topic I see on Twitter or on social media that I didn't know about or an issue or anything like that. I, I try to immediately look it up and try to understand what's going on. Um, I mean, it's a lot, but we just take small bites every day. So, yeah. And Lisa, do you have any any tips? I know you, you're kind of on a similar educational journey yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, the, I'm also on Goodreads, uh, and the, the, the book list that, you know, it has been spreading since, um, since early May, I've definitely, uh, tried to make my way down that list. Um, I've also added, um, some books in there about, the Asian American history in the, in, in the United States, which I honestly have very little knowledge about, and I want to educate myself more on that. So, definitely using books a lot because I do um, make time to read every day. So that's um, one form. Um, expanding my social media feed to not in not, to not just include the normal. Not normal, the voices that have been included in the past. Um, so I find Twitter to be really um, helpful because I can search um, topics and then find the people who are talking about these topics and then follow them um, through that. So um, that way I can you know kind of see what people are talking about because I'm not you know I can't be on social media all the time, so it's nice to just you know get caught up when you have voices who are talking about the things that um, that matter to follow up on um and then in terms of self-care uh you know ever I think I maybe like all of us when we when we first got locked down we're like oh this will be a few weeks so why not enjoy it and you know I binged on all the snacks and and all the all the all the stuff and now I'm kind of paying the price so I am exercising more regularly and just to kind of clear my head because and Serena you'll understand this you know you know you're working full time at home you're dealing with virtual learning you know you're living with your partner and and you see them all the time it's just it's a lot and then we have of course you know just the weight of political stuff social stuff racial stuff i mean it's it's a lot right and so like you said like taking that time for yourself resetting and I think taking social media breaks is a really good idea so because sometimes a lot of times you can just want to give up if you stay on social media too long so I think taking a break is a really good idea
0: So much, Serena, for joining us for this episode on talking about your upbringing, your your background, as well as educating yourself.
1: Yes, thanks for bringing your perspective to the conversation.
0: Thank you
2: so much for having me.
0: So every episode, we like to end with a better world nugget. It's uh, something we kind of realized, either big or small, that we can take forward with us uh, to make this world a little bit better. Uh, I'll go first this conversation made me realize that um, well I've always known our children are our future because Whitney Houston told us that Uh, but you know (laughs) we truly need to invest in our (laughs) we truly need to invest in our kids and make sure you know even as you know anyone can begin their education at any point in their lives we definitely need to bring along Um, the youth in our lives because you know we don't want them to you know make the same or go through life kind of uh, oblivious and then you know at 30 years old they're like my mom never told me or you know Mm -hmm. so definitely want to to instill in them um, respect for all people as well as for them to understand the true and, and real history of this country that we're living in And in order to not make the same mistakes and to ultimately make it a fair and equitable place for all people. Mm -hmm. Lisa, do you have a Better World Nugget?
1: Yeah, I loved what you said about our future generation and preparing them. Um, For my Better World Nugget, uh, I think what Serena said up front, you know, is that we don't need to be experts in order to speak up. You know, we don't need to be, you know, a best-selling author, or to like, you know, have like ten thousand followers on social media for to make a difference. Um, and so, my better one logit is just continuing having those conversations. Um, and you know, I'm not trying to do that in like a combative manner. I think some people might think, oh, well, you know, you're you're a social justice warrior now. Why would you know? I don't want to get into a fight with you. Um, but it's not about that. It's about opening up understanding. So that's my better world nugget. just to continue those conversations in a respectful and open manner because I can definitely still learn a lot too. Uh, Serena, how about you? Yeah,
2: I think my better world nugget is going to be that we are all at different educating journeys and we have to be open to understanding that everyone is going to be at a very different level in their journey. So having these conversations is really important because some people don't really understand that um, they can make an impact and they can be part of the change. And so I think it's important that we all understand that we're just all at different levels of our journey of that, and also willing to help people along the way um when they have questions, yeah,
0: I agree, yes, we're all at different educational levels, and you know sometimes I have to remember that, and as long as people are are open minded i sh- you know you shouldn't judge them too hard because you know this country doesn't doesn't take any any uh Um, Doesn't invest in the education of their citizens that great. So, you know, I can't blame them entirely for for not being aware of of all things. But as long as they're open, you know, to, to learning, then we should give people grace.
1: Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Racism's Podcast. Before you go, be sure to like or subscribe wherever you're listening to stay up to date on new episodes. And let us know Have you been educating yourself and others on issues of social and racial justice? You can find us on Facebook,
0: Instagram, and Twitter at Racism's Podcast and on our blog racismspodcast.wordpress.com and I want to say to everyone that's living in the U.S. please be sure that you are registered to vote and if you're able to vote by mail please make sure you do that as well. Remember that's Racism's spelled R-A-C-E-I-S-M-S. Peace everyone.
1: Be safe. Music for this episode was created by Jaslyn Dutton and Kyle Carson. This episode was produced and edited.